Hello, welcome to Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries on Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. We broadcast on this broadcast at uh, every Monday at from 6 to 7 or Eastern Time from 7 to 8. This is the time you can ask any biblical questions or something that you've been studying, you've been asking questions about. And what I do is I go to the Lord and I ask the Lord, what do you want me to say about this scripture? What do you want me to teach about this scripture? Because, see, the Bible is made for us to have the right mind of Christ. See, there's a lot of false teachings, false preachers out here, and they're teaching scriptures that are men's tradition instead of getting God's perspective on what's being said. God said he taught us to change the way we think. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. People always saying, why don't you do it this way and do it that way? And listen, you have an individual connection with God. God is trying to teach you things about information. And the information is what he's putting forth to you. And as you start to receive that information, then you start to act upon it, then you send back a report on what you've done. Now you're saying, well, what report? And that is in the Bible where it says in the last days in the book of Revelation, it says the books shall be opened and we'll be judged out of those books, out of all for all good works and for all bad works, for good communication and for all bad communications. We're here to learn to appreciate what God is getting ready to give us. That's why it says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, those things that are prepared for those that love God. For well, he's given us a thing according to his purpose. We were created for his pleasure. When people will get away from this idea that God is a genie, all I do is rub God in a time of trouble and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That is not what he's teaching us. He's teaching us how to love ourselves first and to love others. And see, we'll never do that until we read the scriptures and start living what the scripture says. Our life depends upon the word of God. One of the things that's in the word of God is that if you submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, he would flee from you. Well, what does that mean? You need to ask that question. What does that really mean? So submit, as we understand, means to give up your will. I'm not going to go in piece by piece. I'm going to just give you the, the overall view of things. To give up your will and let God's will be done in your life. So if I submit myself unto God, but who is God? The Word. Most people always want to call on uh, God or the word or something like this, but he is a person, and that person's name is Christ. And Christ wants to live in each and every one of us individually. But to show us how to do that, he had to have a body built, and that body had to come in here into this world so that he would have uh, control over this world and the world to come. And the only way he got that was this through this body named Jesus. Jesus was a man. He suffered just like we do. He went through problems like we do. 
We had, he had people that didn't like him like we do. But the thing is, he taught us how to live in those types of situations. When he told us to pray for those that despitefully misuse you, that's not easy to do. When somebody's doing you wrong and you're trying to do what is right. But the thing is, who are you going to believe? That's why it says, whose report will we believe? We, report, we believe the report of the Lord. In other words, it's talking about getting our minds changed, getting our minds moved from the carnal-minded person to a spiritual-minded person. What does the word spirit mean? It means understanding. Get an understanding of how God wants us to live, how he wants us to think. And you can change your realities by the way you speak. Because whatever you confess, that's what you believe. If you confess right, you believe right, you receive. You confess wrong, you believe it, you shall receive. Either way, you're going to receive what you're believing and what you're speaking. That's why I teach people, admit when you're hurting. Admit when you're sick. Admit whatever's going on. I know some of the churches say, well, just say, no, I don't believe that, and keep on going. That's not healing you. Healing you is when you believe what the Scriptures is saying. Like I had a stroke about oh, over two years ago, and they were all had me in the room trying to diagnose what was going on. And as I was rolling in, the Lord spoke to me. He said, if you will say, he didn't say if they say, he said, if you will say, I will not die and live and proclaim the work of God, I will heal you. That's exactly what he said. When they willed me in there, the man says, we see three blockages in your head. And we were about to do, I said, I'm healed already. They thinking I'm trying to say by faith. No, I was totally healed. Because then I said, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I can speak again. I'm not slurred in speech. He said, well, you just think you're healed because you're pre- I, Wait a minute. Let me go ahead and do something else. What else do you want me to do? He said, smile. Show you your face is crooked. I smiled. My face was not crooked any longer. Then he said, well, you ain't got no strength in your right hand. I said, give me your hand. I was thinking in my head, I'm going to stand this man on his toes, showing what I got. I got my strength back. But what did I do? First of all, I had to submit to God's word, which is God's will, which the Bible says, Jesus said, if they will believe in me, who is me? John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God is the word, and the word is God. You have to submit to his will. And so when I submitted to his will, I spoke. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I heard God's word being spoken. And I spoke the word that I heard, just like a polyparent. You speak those things. And stop trying to figure out if it's going to work or not. Just submit yourself. What This is what the word says. And then it says, after I done submit myself, I done uh, uh, resist the devil, then it says he will run from me. So a lot of times we start at one and two and stop. But we got to get to part three because everything is in threes. If you learn the mathematical things of the universe, it's in threes. 
And what he does on the third part, then he will flee from you. That means we're supposed to make him run. Just to say something ain't nothing. No, devil, go. Sickness, leave. Pain, go. Call it. Call it by what it is. What I called it, and it didn't happen. So you already said it didn't happen. Like God's got a, a time clock, and it's got to be done right this second. Stop living in the past and live in the present. I spoke it. That's good enough for me. Now, I wait on God. Now, if he decides he wants to heal me, good. If he decides not to heal me, good. The children of Israel, you know, when they was put in the fiery furnace and they, because they didn't bow down to the statue and stuff and worship it, they said, but still, uh, even though you throw us in the fiery furnace and everything, we still will not worship your God or bow down. And they got thrown in. And the only time you found out how strong you are is when you go through trouble. Don't think it's strange because things happen. You don't think, you don't realize what you're doing is making yourself stronger by going through the problems you're going through. If you want to get muscles, you don't just keep speaking to your muscle, 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 and it gets bigger. What you do is you get weights, something that's going to cause you pain. Like they say in the gym, no pain, no gain. And you start pushing against it, pushing against it, resisting it, pushing, pushing. And that's what makes your muscles start to grow. Uh, the same thing with faith. If you don't go through something, you will never be able to accomplish nothing. Now, the world knows this. That's one of the secrets that the world knows. If they focus on what they want, they focus completely in it. I, I have several friends that are multimillionaires. And what did they do? When they fail, they got back up. When things wasn't working, they started figuring, how can I get the next thing to work? They don't give up. Quitters never win. Only those that endures to the end. That's what the Bible teaches, endures to the end. But it's always trying to teach us about focusing on the thoughts that we have in our head because whatever you you confess, that's what you believe. Whatever you believe, you will confess. So anyway, we're trying to get in further here to the word tonight. I know I've got down here Mark the 14th chapter, but I want to go back today. I want to go back to the 13th because I want people to start to understanding what the word is saying. I see a hand up here right now. I'm going to go ahead and open up the mic. His number is eight. I mean, his number is six eight nine two three nine. I'm about to open up your mic here. Let me see how I get this thing here. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. All this right. Do you have a question or a comment? I'm from Florida. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Do you know how long it took for the people to cross the Red Sea? How long did it take the people to cross the Red Sea? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I do not. I remember that the wind from God's nostril blowed overnight for the uh, sea to dry up. But I don't know how long it took to get all those people across. That's a good question. Okay. Do you know it offhand? Nope. Oh, okay. No. 
No. And I'll I have, have another one. Okay. Okay. Another one? Yes. Okay. How many plagues did God send to Egypt? Okay. He sent 10 plagues to Egypt. That's because mm-hmm. they had 10 gods that they worshipped, and their main god was Ra, R-A. Okay. And I have another one. How many okay. people were ab- how many people were aboard Noah's ark? Okay. How many people were on Noah's ark? Uh, the Bible says that there was uh, Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their three wives. So that made a total of uh, you see Noah and his wife, the three sons, his five. Plus three wives, eight people. And eight eight. new beginnings. That's why God did that. There was eight? There were eight. Okay. Okay. And let me see. Oh, I have another one. How long was was Pharaoh's heart hardened? Okay. How long was Pharaoh's heart hardened? Well, at the beginning, it was uh, his heart wasn't hardened until he kept resisting God's will about letting his people go. And then mm-hmm. God uh, hardened his heart. So uh, I believe it was during the last three plagues. It started, so it should have been about the seventh plague when God hardened his heart. Okay. Okay, I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you. You asked some wonderful questions there. Now, what you have to do is you have to push your one again and hold it down until it tells you you're out of the uh, system. Okay, thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I see your hand is still up. Um, I'm push. You said push one. Yeah, push one and hold it. Push. And it should let you out of the system. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to get you out. Let me try again here. Are you still holding one? Yeah. Okay, let me try this. Oh, that'll be hanging you up. All right. I don't know how to do this. Okay. Um, I can hang up and call back. Okay. I'm going to hang you up and you can call back. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's see. All right. I got another one here. Just a second here. Let me see. It didn't hang her up. Let me see. Let me see what I did wrong here. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Try one more time here, and I'll be on. Let's see here. All right. Um, open up your mic. Two o five four two two. Let me get you on here. Just a minute. Two o five four two two. Hello. Hi, Pastor Vivian. How are you doing? Hi, this is Tanya from Arkansas. Yes, ma'am. 
Okay, I've got I've got a question. I was listening to you about uh, uh, what is the will of God uh, for uh-huh. our lives, and the note that I made when you say submit to the will of God. Well, what is the will of God? You know, okay, when you say you want to submit, that is a what good is the will question. Of God? What is the will of God? Well, the Bible tells us the will of God. I think it's in Matthew. Will tell you that. The will of God is to believe on his son, and his son is the word, which is uh, in John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the will is to believe on what the Bible says. So in other words, okay. it says uh, if somebody hits you on your uh, one cheek, turn the other uh-huh. cheek in the normal or Natural level, there's no way we're going to turn our other cheek. But if we submit ourselves unto what the word says, and that means actually turning the other cheek, then God will take care of you. He will bless you. He will take care of whatever wrong that's been done to you. So that's why a lot of people go around with stress because they have Mm -hmm. not submitted themselves unto the will of God. People always say, well, is it God's will for me to get a house or a car or a wife or a husband and stuff like that? The the will is to get people to think straight. And when you start to thinking correctly, then things are drawn to you. So in other words, if you want positive things, you got to start doing positive things, like giving to the poor. Jesus said uh, when they was asking, what, you know, how we do things, and one of the things was, he said, when you when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in jail, you came to visit me. Then when he talked to the others that were negative, when did we do anything to you? He said, when I was uh, naked, you did not close me. When I was in jail, you did not come visit me. Now, there's more things to that, but I'm trying to tell you, negativity will bring in negativity, and it brings in stress. Stop stressing yourself and start learning to live by what the word says, which is God's will. Learn the word. Learn to do things. And one of the things I tell anybody, because, see, there's the root of everything. And the root for us to learn is a book called Proverbs. Study Proverbs slowly, not just reading it, but read it out loud to where you're here and feed your soul. And that's what we're here for. I'm teaching you how to feed your your soul so that you will do the will of God. And the will of God is to obey his son. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, there was Moses and there was Elijah with him. They They represented the law and the prophets. But when the cloud came down, they heard one voice, and they would said, hear him. And when the cloud lifted, the law and the prophets was gone, and only Jesus, the word, was standing. And that's what he wanted us to learn. Learn the words. I'm teaching you to study Proverbs again, not just looking it over, but look at it and learn to live what Proverbs is telling you. Did I answer your question? Yes. Yes, thank you. 
All right. Well, now you have to push one and hold it down as supposed to be, and that will uh, release you from the, the broadcast, but you'll still be able to listen. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Oops. You just have to hold it down, not click it. Uh, I have to talk to Deborah then because I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to hang you up and you can call back. I'll hang you up back. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Let me see here. Let me see what happens here. There's up. Okay. Okay, I see another hand up, and I'm going to try to put you on here in just a second, so just hold on. Um, uh, the number is 913-347. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'll go ahead. Okay. So I would like to say also that if you're on your phone, all you have to do is just press the the number one and not hold it, and it'll go ahead and it'll put you in and take you out. Oh, okay. Yes. But so moving on to the question, and this one, I don't even know. I don't know if we got an answer for this one. It's so weird. Okay. It's about Ezekiel. Okay. And it's in Ezekiel 4. And 12. Okay, hold on just a minute. Let's get it turned to it. Ezekiel 4 and 12. Okay. Uh, Give me a few seconds here to get this. Okay, Ezekiel 4 and 12. All right, what is your question? Okay. Well, why did the Lord have Ezekiel have to make and eat this dung that was talking about making mixing dung into the bread in front of the people to look at him and see? What kind of sense does that make? It is Okay. What were people supposed to learn from that? Okay. That is a good question. Why did God have Ezekiel make the bread of done, which is doo-doo, and had it made in front of the people? God always used metaphors to show something. Now, this is actually happening, had to happen, and it will happen again. But he used metaphors to say, listen, if you don't uh, do what I say, or what I'm trying to warn you of, and trying to educate you of, then what it's going to do is you're going to eat poop. And anybody knows you ain't getting no energy out of poop. That is a waste material. And that's what God is trying to get us to keep from going that direction. In fact, about it, we're gonna, I'm going to have Rhonda go ahead and read here from Ezekiel, the fourth chapter, and the uh, sixth verse. Go ahead. On just a minute here. Okay, Ezekiel fourth chapter and sixth verse, and read until I tell you to stop. And when thou hast accomplished them, 
lie again on the right side, and thou shalt, shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have appointed thee each day for a year. In other words, he's trying to tell people this is a metaphor. That uh, when he sit where Ezekiel is doing this, but it's going to happen to the people. And he said, I appointed thee each day for a year. All right? Go ahead. Therefore, therefore thou shalt set thy face toward the siege of Jerusalem, and thy arms shall be uncovered, and thou shalt prophesy against it. And behold, I will lay bands upon thee, and thou shalt not turn, turn thee from one side to another, so thou hast ended the days of thy seed. In other words, God has a time for appointment for you to get uh, blessings or to get whooping. It's according to if you're willing to submit yourself to God and trust him. That's a, the main thing. Most people, yeah, I submit to God's will, but do you trust him? And here's the thing. The difference is if something does not happen the way you want it to happen, and it didn't happen in the time you were, are you still willing to trust him that he knows what he's doing? All right, keep going. Take thou also unto thee wheat and barley and beans and lentils and mollusks and stitches and put them in one vessel and make thee bread thereof according to the number of days that thou shalt lie upon thy side. 390 days thou shalt eat thereof. And thy meat which thou shalt eat shall be by weight twenty shekels a day. From time to time shalt thou eat it. Thou shalt drink also water by measure, the sixth part of a hen. From time to time thou shalt drink. In other words, it's going to be a time we're going to have famine in the land. Again, you hear me? We're going to have famine in the land. And it's not going to be famine of just food. It's going to be famine of everything. And one of the other things, because I told you this is a metaphor, it's going to be a famine of the word. So many false prophets are going to be out here teaching, and they're already here. They have already started, and they're already here. False teachers are already here, and they're teaching us wrong. And as I told you, this is metaphors. Guys kind of relate to the teachings that we're eating, that we're getting ready to receive, is done or do do. Keep going. And thou shalt eat as eat it as barley cakes, and thou shalt bake it with dung that cometh out of man in their sight, in their sight. And the Lord said, Even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles, whither I will drive them. In other words, God said that he's gonna disperse the land of Israel at one time. And they're going to be spread out among the world, and they're going to be persecuted. Did that ever happen? Yes, in the 1940s, when they had the Great Holocaust. And what were they doing? Eating their done and stuff. They were eating anything they could eat because there was nothing to eat, nothing to drink hardly. They were being persecuted because they did not recognize the time of their visitation in uh, what we call in the beginning around uh, 30 A.D. Nobody knows exactly what date it is because the Gregorian calendar and the Jewish calendar and the Grecian calendar, they're all kind of different. 
In fact, there's the Mayan calendar too. But anyway, all these things that the Ezekiel is prophesying is going to happen, happened. If you notice, Jesus wasn't here then. So this was the word of God being sent forth to what's going to happen in the future. And Jesus came prophesying. That's what we call uh, the uh, the gospel or the uh, prophecy of what's going to happen. And those that believe the prophecy with understanding will be able to survive. But those that have no knowledge, they shall be destroyed. So this is basically talking about the Jews, and it's already happened. All right, keep going. Then said I, oh, Lord God, behold, my soul has not been polluted. For from my youth up till now, I have not eaten of that which dieth of itself or is torn into pieces. Neither came there abominable flesh into my mouth. That's how they were able to find out who was Jews or not, because they, now, you check your history, you'll find out they offered uh, people pork to eat. And because it's against the religion of the Jews to eat anything unclean, when they were offered pork, they turned it down and they knew they were Jews. But as I said, Jesus was only prophesying what Ezekiel had already prophesied. All the all the Bible is made of metaphors and it made of prophecies of what was going to happen in the future. And it has happened and it will happen. All right, go ahead. Then he said unto me, Lo, I have given thee cow's dung for man's dung, and thou shalt prepare thy bread therewith. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, behold, I will break this chaff of bread in Jerusalem, and they shall eat bread by weight and with care. And they shall drink water by measure and with astonishment, that they may want bread and water and be astonished a stone one with another and consume away for their iniquities. In other words, Ezekiel was prophesying what was going to happen during the time that Jesus comes here, or the Messiah, or the baby that was supposed to be born of a virgin. All these other religions, all the other uh, what they call um, beliefs and stuff, there's only one God and there's only one begotten of the Father. And that one man is the is the mediator between God and man and he is Jesus. He is the man. But Christ is the son that lives in the man that gives us life and gives us wisdom and gives us understanding. All right. Did I answer your question, Daniel? I was um, trying to be anonymous. Oh, I'm sorry. It's too late now, but I forgive <laughs> you. Yes, you, you absolutely you answered the question and everything, and it makes a whole lot of sense now, and, it, and you know what? It didn't before. Amen. All right. Well, if you go ahead and disconnect, I'll move on to the next one, and we'll get ready. So, did you get it done? Am I can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. That ain't working. 
Okay, what I'm going to do? Nope, it ain't working. I'm going to go ahead and uh, disconnect it and you can call back. Okay? There, okay. It's okay. I don't see any more hands here. Let us turn to Mark, the 13th chapter, starting with the first verse. Mark, the, thir- uh, the 13th chapter, starting with the first verse. And what it is, I just want to get y'all an understanding about what the scriptures are teaching us. And if you'll live by the word of God, which is by grace and not by your works, that you can't work your way into heaven. Get it over here. And that's a Mark 13 chapter, starting with the first verse. All right. As I say, you can't work your way into heaven. You can't earn your way into heaven. I'm trying to tell you how you'll get into heaven because this will be a, a way of explaining it in the 13th chapter of Mark. All right. And as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said unto him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be, be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when these things shall be, and what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled. Now, what it is, is talking about what Ezekiel had just got through prophesying. All this is going to happen to the Jewish race. Jesus came by to give us an understanding of that when he said, not one uh, stone be left upon another. It was talking about the Jewish people. And what happened? They were dispersed. They were uh, turned on each other. They were tortured. They had to eat done. They ate whatever that was put before them. They had to measure whatever water they got to drink. All hell went loose against them because they did not recognize the time of their visitation from the Father by sending his son. All right? Go ahead. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed, lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be not, be ye not troubled, for such things must must needs be. But the end shall not be yet. In other words, watch out for the spirit called stress. I'll explain that some other time, but just... Listen to what I said. Watch out for the spirit of stress. Keep going. For nations shall rise up against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrow. But take heed to yourself, for there shall, they shall deliver you up to counsel. And the synagogue, ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. Now, in other words, what is it all of a sudden on the 10th verse? It says, and the gospel, what is the gospel? 
I'm telling you, another word for gospel is prophecy. We have to help. Before God can do anything, he lets the prophets know so they can warn the people. Now, they'll either uh, uh, receive it or disprove it, saying, well, I don't believe that. So the thing is, I hold on to God's word. God's word is right. Everybody else is wrong. There's only one God, and he only has one son. And that one son is the one who's bringing in many others into existence, and that is by the planting of the word. Now we're going to skip back to Mark, the 12th chapter, so that you can get the allegory or the the prophecy or the proverbs of what's being said, and you'll find out it's talking about our times, our seasons, and everything else that's getting ready to happen and is happening right now. Go ahead. Yeah, the first verse. And he began to speak unto them by parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and set and hedge about it and dig a place for the wine fat and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into far into a far country. And after a season he sent to the husbandman a servant that he might receive from the husbandman of the fruit of the vineyard. And they caught him and beat him and sent him away empty. And again he sent unto them another servant, and at him they cast stones and wounded him in the head and sent him away shamefully handled. And again he sent another, and and him they killed, and many others beating some and killing some. Now what is that talking about? It's talking about prophets and prophetess. This is basically the prophets, though. And God will always send a warning before he does anything. So he has already warned the people in Ezekiel, this thing's going to happen. That was the root. This is the word of warning before the, the, uh, the saved action happens. So he's saying, these things are because I sent people forth to show people how to live. And those were the Jews. The Jews were, they were supposed to be the ones that teach us how the articles or the understanding or the reasoning for what the Bible was talking about, but it came from prophecies. All right, keep going. Therefore, one son, his well-beloved, he sent him also last unto them, saying, they will reverence my son. But those husbandmen said among themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. What shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandmen and will give the vineyard unto others. And have ye not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected is become the head of the corner. Of the corner. This was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Now, what it is, is prophecy from the Old Testament that what was going to happen is that they're going to kill the real son of God. Jesus is the real son of God, born of a virgin. But not only was 
he, the virgin birth which brought in Jesus waited until the time of of uh, time of fulfillment where the Holy Ghost entered into Jesus. That was at when he got baptized, as the Holy Spirit came upon him. Jesus did do no miracles until he was endued with power. And then he had to be tested. A lot of times people, well, the Holy Spirit saw me. I heard the Holy Ghost, and I can go out and do this, and I can go out and do No. But first of all, you got to learn it's pride to get up in there. You've got to get rid of your pride. Second of all, you've got to learn of me. That's what the Bible says. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. I'm not proud. I'm one that want to help people. Not that that uh, I want people to help me, but Jesus said, I come to seek and to say that was lost. I come to uh, fix the brokenhearted. But it says there, what it says, if we kill the son, well, that was out of uh, Psalms, the second chapter, where you read it, it'll say, kiss the son, lest he be angry and you be perished in the way. They did not respect Jesus. What happened? Their town, their whole nation punished because of that. Keep going. And they sought to lay hold on him, but feared the people. For they knew that he had spoken parable, spoken the parable against them, and they left him and went their way. Now, here's another pro- uh, a prophecy. When he said that, he was talking about the Pharisees and stuff, and what the high priest said, it is better for one man to die than for the whole nation. And he prophesied being the high priest of that year and did not know what he really was saying. God will give us warnings, 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 warnings. If we don't listen to the warning, then eventually we're going to run into the problems that Israel ran into or the Jewish race, and we're going to run into it because we're the Gentiles that are saved by grace. All right, I'm opening up the mic again. Is there anybody got any questions or something? All you do is push one. And they'll let me know you're on the thing here, and we'll see what the Lord says. So there's a hand. Hold on just a minute. Let me see here. Uh, the number is 864-982. Go ahead. Hey, Pastor James. Hey, how you doing? Bless. Uh, I didn't understand what you said about the root. You talked you about talk a little louder. I said I didn't understand about when you said about the root R O O T. Well, you talking about the prophets and the prophecies, prophetess. Okay, what I was talking about is that the Old Testament is the root of everything. Okay. If you want to learn okay. anything, you learn the Old Testament. Did I answer your question? Yes, sir. All right. I still haven't figured out how to throw this off, so I'll have to hang up on you so that you can call back in, okay? Okay, that'd be fine. Thank you. You hanging up? Yep, I'm trying to. Let's see if we'll try again here. There. Anybody else got any questions? As I said, the I've got the, uh, all you have to do is push one, or if you got a comment, push one, 
and it'll, it'll open up the, the broadcast where you can speak. All right. I'll give you a few seconds there, a few minutes, trying to see if, uh, yes, if the board's on there, I'd like to her to call in right, I mean, to speak up right now. Let me see here. Just a second, y'all. Okay. I'm opening up the mic, 816-885. Hello? That's James. This is Deborah. Yes. yes. How uh, They said they have not been able to uh, disconnect. Usually if you hold down the press down on the one key, it'll say, you are now out of the queue. So let me try it on my phone to see if, if the hand goes down. Okay. Okay. I'll let you do it now. You're still there. Okay, I'm not getting the message yet. Yeah. You're still there. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's not, I'm not getting that message, so I'm not understanding what's going on now because I usually would get the uh, message says you're out of the queue now. Okay. Well, it's not. Is there anything I need to do? No, it's nothing on your end. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to hang up on you and then we can call back. Or do you have any questions or comments to say? Um, No. Okay. All right. If anybody else got any questions, okay, I see one here. Let me get over there right quickly here. Uh, 205-422. Hello? Hi, Pastor Baby. I I have another question. Uh, Okay. We are... We are um, Gentiles. Where do yes, we come in as far as the, as far as our a covenant with um, with God? So, what's your question? Uh, we as Gentiles, where do we come in as because we're not Jews? Uh, at least I'm not. As far as okay. our covenant, the covenant with God. Okay. Uh, in the Old Testament, it says that God said he would make a new testament or a new covenant. This mm-hmm. new covenant would be the covenant of grace and mercy. And that's what we're living in. We came in uh, the Son, which is Jesus Christ, just like everybody mm-hmm. got to come through the Son. Nobody can come to the Father except by him. That's what he said. And mm-hmm. the covenant that we have with him now is to love. In fact, about it has to be part. Let's see what time is it here now. Oh, okay. Uh, it says that this uh, prop, this uh, lawyer or uh, an educated man came to God or came to Jesus and said, what is the, the top two commandments? What is the greatest of all commandments? That was asking about the covenant. And Jesus said, the covenant now or the top commandments is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all thy strength, 
And that means to learn what the word says. That's why he said, learn of me. The me is the word of God. The prophecies that we look at is back in the Old Testament. We're not under those laws, but we learned what God will do and what he does not accept and what he does accept. The uh, burnt offerings and stuff, he said, that he didn't require that. That came in through tradition. What God is required to learn what the word says. And as I gave an example earlier, if man hits you on one cheek, Turn the other cheek. In other words, when somebody do you wrong, don't be uh, hating them. That's just their nature. They're they're part of the beast world. They're part of what we call the the human man, the carnal mind. Just realize that's what they're operating in. So don't get mad at them. In fact, about it, pray for them. Feel sorry for them. Have compassion. So that could have been you. That's the thing. So he said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That means with everything that's within you. And then the other one says, the other commandment is to love uh, your neighbor as thyself or try the best you can to get along with people. But it just says, the Bible says, if possible, if, I-F, because you're not going to get along with everybody. I don't care how nice you treat somebody somebody's always going to have uh, a reason in their own mind because they're beast mind. Because the beast is always, what about me? What about me? I got to take care of me. I ain't worried about nothing else. I got to take care of me. I got to take care of my own. It used to be people say, hey, I'm praying a prayer, and that is for me, myself, and I. In other words, my, my people and everything that's connected with me instead of learning that people's mindset is selfish and we don't want to be that way and we're praying that others will stop being selfish because Jesus wasn't selfish and he gave his life. That's why Deborah always say, Christ died for you, so live for him and be a blessing. So as you... Uh, speak kind words to people who don't want to hear it, they want to talk bad about you, you got to remember, your reward is not here on this earth. Your reward is in heaven. Everybody that, that leaves this earth never, ever took anything with them except, and I'm giving you all the exception, good deeds. That's it. That's the only thing you can take with you, good deeds. In other words, when people... Talk about you. Do they talk about you in a mean way? Or they say, oh, we're going to miss that person because they did this. And that's if you look at the New Testament, you'll find out when they talk about darkness and all that, they talk about her good deeds. And what did Peter do? Because of them talking about her good deeds, he came and resurrected her from the dead. God operates not according to the way we think, but the way he thinks, and that is through love. All right. Did I answer your question? Yes. Yes, thank you. All right. I hate to hang up on you, but that's the only way I can get to the next okay. one. Okay, no problem. Thank you. All right. God bless. God bless you.
All right. Uh, the, the mic is still open for another eight minutes. We go off at uh, 7 o'clock. I already gave you the word, taught you how to understand the word, that it, it is the root meaning from the Old Testament that gives us a New Testament of understanding. When Jesus said, uh, when the lady asked her, well, how are we supposed to worship? That wasn't, she was saying the place, but she actually was saying, how do we learn how, what, what do we have to do to please God? And he said, <clears throat> God is a spirit and you worship him in spirit or serve him in spirit and in truth. What is spirit? Understanding. Understanding the truth. And what is the truth? God's word. That's why it says God's word is that truth is already settled in the heaven. Thy word is settled in the heaven. Thy understanding is seventh, served in the heaven. And where is the heaven? It's outside of you, but you are the antenna. And that means that spark is in you. You can hear from God yourself. And this is the secret of how to do it. Stop trying to tell God what he needs to do. Learn to be quiet so that you can hear from him and do the things that's pleasing in his eyesight. All right. Well, you got three more minutes. Anybody got any other questions? Raise, push number one, and that will raise your uh, hand up. Uh, hold on just a few more minutes. All right. Well, I just want to say I'm hoping my kids are out there today. Uh, Deborah, Esther, James Jr., and any other relatives, uh, just saying hello to my kids, and then I'm saying hello to my friends, Doug, and and all the people that's at the Church of Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries and stuff, and all those that from a different uh, part of the nation. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. That's Jesus' scriptures. Those are Jesus' words. It says, I will keep your mind in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon me, which is the word. And I teach you all, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastics, they will help you make it through this life. The others are metaphors he gives us warning what's going to happen if we don't do those things if we violate god's word which is his son which is the word then things will happen bad for us but if we listen to what the bible says especially in where it says listen to me and listen and learn of the proverbs learn of the mysteries the mystery is learn to love more than you've ever loved before and that is by 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. All right. Well, as I say, until next time, this is Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries located here in Kansas City, Missouri. We're getting ready to move into another building. I don't know how soon we'll be doing that, but we will still keep the, uh, the uh, Bible study here on uh, Mondays, and we'll do our Zoom until the Lord tells me to do something different. So until next time, Lord, let your face shine on them. Let them learn. Let them receive knowledge in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that they'll be able to learn the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God with an understanding, with an understanding, with an understanding. What does these words mean? Father, we carefully give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. 
In Jesus Christ's mighty name, until next time, God bless.